Welcome, everyone, to the Card Subject Change podcast. And I know this isn't my normal upload day, but I'm sorry I'm late, too. I had some things happen. And so I'm bringing you this one. We're not going to really talk about Raw or SmackDown just because it's so far in the past and Fastlane is tomorrow. So I'm going to go over a couple stories that have happened over the past couple of days. And we're going to talk about those as well as go over my Fastlane predictions and where I feel like they're going to lead up until WrestleMania. So, as you know, or if this is your first time listening, I'm your host, William Kliske, and this is brought to you by the Game Changer Sports Network. So you can check them out at thegamechangersportsnetwork.com. But um, the first story we're going to talk about is that on Wednesday, WWE announced that Tommaso Ciampa was going to undergo neck surgery immediately. Now, we don't know what this means for his NXT title reign. It's probably going to come to an end, in all honesty, because uh, the reported time for the surgery he underwent this week was, I've seen anywhere between like 6 and 14 months, which is a really long time. So he's definitely going to be relinquishing the title before TakeOver, which is really unfortunate. But he underwent anterior cervical fusion surgery and is out of action for the foreseeable future. And I hope Ciampa has a speedy recovery and hopefully he comes back better than ever. Whether he comes back to NXT to reclaim Goldie or if he gets just boosted up to the main roster when he comes back, that is undetermined at the moment. But time will tell and I hope he going to be okay. So, the next story, which I just found, like, right before I started recording, was posted on uh, ProWrestlingSheet.com. Sorry about that. ProWrestlingSheet.com. And it was, there was an update on Lars Sullivan following his mental health incident. And it's, uh, ProWrestlingSheet has learned that Lars Sullivan is in a good place. And after, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Or he's... Why can't I think of the word? <laughs> the spotlight. Lars Sullivan being put in the spotlight was, I guess, was one of the reasons why he started having anxiety, I think it was. Just mental health. But he's in a good place. He sought professional help. WWE was accommodating the whole time. And so Lars is feeling better now, and we'll see whether or not he still gets called up soon. And if I had to make a prediction just randomly out of the blue, he'll probably debut the Raw after WrestleMania if he does indeed do so. So, again, this is another time-will-tell situation, just like Tommaso Ciampa. But moving on from there really quick, we had... um. Ronda Rousey just going off on her YouTube series, which is, what's it called? Uh, Ronda on the Road or something like that. But there's this one set of dialogue that I'm going to read for you that I'm still not um, sure how I feel about. But she said, and I quote, I'm not going out there and doing their effing act anymore. 
I'm going out there doing whatever the hell I want, and they can explain it however they want, but F them. Everybody, WWE Universe included, I meant that I'm going to disrespect the sport that they all love so much. Oh, don't break kayfabe, Ronda. Wrestling is scripted. It's made up. It's not real. None of those bitches can effing touch me. The end. Um. Yeah. Um. I don't really know what to say about this. It's, uh. I don't know how I feel about it is the main reason why. It's just like, um. Why? I mean, I get it. She did basically turn heel on Raw, but I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see where this goes. Maybe she really does leave after WrestleMania. I don't know. And the last thing I wanted to talk about before going to Fastlane, and um, the I think like a day about a day ago, Roman Reigns brought up the idea of WWE having an off season. Now. I personally don't like the idea of the whole company having an off season. Um but I could imagine just like certain times of the year they just go up to guys and be like, Hey, Kevin Owens, you can have February seventeenth to April second off. Actually no, that's a very bad time to have off. Everybody works Rumble through Mania. It's like, hey Kevin Owens, you can have July fourth to August seventeenth off. Well, like a month and a half or whatever. But if WWE did have an entire offseason, how would that work with their championship reigns and who's champion the longest? Does the title... The title will still belong to that wrestler, but are those offseason days included in their title run because they're still technically the champ or not? And... I don't know, just stuff like that. I feel like it would have potentially have abrupt halts to storylines because we all know those don't have all end at, and start at the same time. And it would be abrupt starts to the storyline. Like, how would you even come back immediately from an offseason in wrestling? Just like, oh, I don't like you already. And we just came back. Like, that, it just doesn't make sense to me in that regard. But I think... I like the idea of them giving like certain wrestlers time off at certain periods of time throughout the year where everybody probably works like the beginning of January through the Rumble all the way through Mania and then give some of the lower level guys after Mania off to start and then slowly bring them back in, build them while bigger names get off the road for a bit. I don't know. We'll, we'll see where this goes. I don't think it'll happen, to be honest with you. But those are really the stories that I just found over the past couple of days that I just wanted to quickly talk about. I can't really have a conversation with anybody right now, so I can't really go back and forth, which I know would be a lot more entertaining for these type of situations. But on to Fastlane, as we shall. Um, so Fastlane has nine matches. And one of them was just added yesterday. And we'll so we'll start with that one. We have the New Day, Big Yin Xavier Woods versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. I'm just going to go New Day. There's no story here except for the whole Kofi situation. That's why I think the New Day is going to win. And then we have, on the, also on the pre-show, we have Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Now with this match, 
I can see Andrade winning via Zelina Vega. And the via Zelina Vega part is important because I can picture these two just having another match at WrestleMania. Ray wants a fair shot. Ray versus Andrade. Maybe Mask versus Hair. Maybe Zelina's banned from ringside. Maybe both. All the above, etc. But Ray versus Andrade on the biggest stage of them all. That's going to be insane if they go that road. But we'll see what ultimately happens. But then on the main show, we have The Revival, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, versus Alistair Black and Ricochet, versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Now, I don't see Black and Ricochet getting pins, and I don't see The Revival losing their titles. So, I mean, that makes this pretty easy. The Revival pins either Gable and Root or Rude, where, let's say, Black hits one of them with a black mass, or Ricochet just hits the 630, and then Revival just like, bloop, tops it, tosses him out of the ring. And one, two, three. And still... Your Raw Tag Team Champions, Scott Dawson, Dash Wilder, The Revival. That's how I see that match going, for at least the ending anyways. Oh my god. Um, let's talk about that match after. Uh, we'll jump to this one. We have Asuka versus Mandy Rose for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now... This could be the only potential match where a championship can change hands, in my opinion. But I still don't personally see it happening. I just kind of spoiled the rest of my predictions. But I'm going with Asuka retain over Mandy. But then that doesn't really have anything for Asuka for WrestleMania. So maybe Mandy wins and they have a rematch at WrestleMania. Or maybe Asuka wins. And then Sonya Deville steps up to the plate. So we have Asuka versus Sonya Deville at WrestleMania, which I think could be one of the better matches on the show if it actually does. Just kind of like play off the story. And then we have a little Mandy Rose name we spot in the Women's Battle Royal in the pre-show. But I think Sonya Deville versus Asuka at WrestleMania would be, would be cool to see. Then we have the Boston Hug Connection, Bailey and Sasha versus Nia Jackson Tamina. Um, I think they need to keep the titles off Nia Jackson Tamina, keep them on the Boston Hug Connection. It'll be weird seeing Sasha Banks retain a title for the first time on the main roster. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to say it. But and then in regards to WrestleMania, I'd love to see them face um Actually, you know what? I'm going to change it to this up a little bit. I, In regards to WrestleMania weekend, I think it'd be cool if Sasha and Bayley defended their titles at TakeOver and WrestleMania? No, that's a stretch. We'll keep it to um just WrestleMania. And I want to see them face the Iconics. Because Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville would be busy based on what I said. And there's no other team on SmackDown. And then it's just going to keep it a Raw title. Now, I think they should make the jump to SmackDown on the full road to WrestleMania and face probably the Iconics because we all know Naomi and Carmella aren't a team anymore for the Chamber. So, Boston O Connection versus Iconics, WrestleMania. That's my prediction. 
Then we have the Usos versus Shane and Miz. And we all know, or we can all basically assume what's going to happen in this match. The Usos are going to retain, and then Miz or Shane are going to turn on each other to set up their WrestleMania match. Because we all know Shane needs his quote-unquote high-profile one-on-one WrestleMania match every year. And I guess I love the Miz, but he's not the caliber at the moment being in a tag team to be a high profile. But the story's been interesting. And I can see them losing. Um, Shane gets pinned. And then, like, the... Um, or, actually, imagine if um, the Miz got pinned. And then the Miz's dad, we all know he'll probably be ringside because they're in Miz's hometown of Cleveland. And then the Miz goes up to his dad. His dad's like breathing. He's like, oh, how come you couldn't win the titles? Yeah, I know. Shane's a lot better than you. And the Miz just like face palms his dad and just like shoves him. The pop or the booze the Miz would get and the cheers for Mr. Miz. I think... I've convinced myself by saying that out loud. That's what I want to see happen at Fastlane. So next up, now this here's my little um, story I want to see for WrestleMania. In this match, we have the return of the Shield for one last time. Whether or not this is the last time, we will find out. But they're facing Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. Now, I have the Shield winning this match, but... When it comes to post-match, or maybe even during the match, we have Dean Ambrose turn again on Roman Reigns this time. But this time it's different is because the his face turn this time around for the past like three weeks he's been on was a fake turn to regain the trust of Roman and Seth. Because we all know Seth won't be busy for this little thing because he has to the beast to deal with at the next pay-per-view. So if Dean Ambrose doesn't truly resign, because we all know there's been more talk since Roman has come back and Dean really doesn't come back, then we could have this little feud between Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, the Battle of the Brothers, and just have like a quick match at WrestleMania to get Roman Reigns back into the groove of it where Dean puts his brother over. I don't know, I think that could just be an interesting story, and we'll see whether or not that path gets taken. Because I know a reported match, or a rumored match, was going to be Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin, and I don't want to see that, to be honest. To be quite frank with everybody, I do not want to see Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin at all. Um. So, next up. We have Daniel Bryan defending the WWE Championship against Kevin Owens. Now, I don't see Kofi getting involved per se, but I could see the return of Sami Zayn happening because Sami Zayn does pretty much share a lot of the views that Daniel Bryan has. So I could see... Sami Zayn costing Kevin Owens his WWE Championship match because he was just inserted into it. And when Sami comes back, obviously he's not going to be right inserted into it. So that could be like a chip on his shoulder. And 
that would be a great WrestleMania match, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. And then leading up to WrestleMania, we can have Kofi protesting to get his title shot that he didn't get at Fastlane, even though he's pinned the WWE champion numerous times. And, so yeah, hopefully we get Daniel Bryan versus Kofi at Kofi Mania. D- w- d- w- hold on. Did I say Kofi Mania? I meant WrestleMania, where Kofi will be amazing and hopefully steal the show with Daniel Bryan. I think it'll be a great match if it indeed does happen. And lastly, we have stipulation for the main event of WrestleMania. We have Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch, and if Becky Lynch, she'll be added back into the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania, which I don't like that. It's going to be a triple threat, to be honest with you, but if Becky wins, it is, unfortunately. And that's who I have to win this match is Becky Lynch. Oh, I have Daniel Bryan retaining his title, if you couldn't tell. I don't think I actually fully said it. Anyways, um, Becky Lynch, I have her winning this match. And getting inserted back into the WrestleMania match. And I'd, I have this gripe, okay? So if Becky Lynch does win at Fastlane tomorrow night, and... How many times is that that she's beaten Charlotte in the past six months? Or eight, seven, seven, eight months since SummerSlam. How many times has she beaten her since SummerSlam? SummerSlam, Jesus, my voice does not want to speak proper words today. But um, it's a lot. Beat her at Hell in a Cell. Beat her on SmackDown after Super Studio Showdown to retain her title. Beat her at Evolution. Just like eliminated her from the Royal Rumble. Just like, come on. Mr. McMahon, can't you tell that Charlotte sucks in comparison to Becky Lynch right now? Becky Lynch is dominating her. Charlotte can't catch a break. But, and also adding to that, if Becky Lynch does beat Charlotte, she beat her on one good leg with one good arm after a Ronda Rousey beat down on Raw. That looks hella vicious. Looked hella vicious. And what's WWE? Charlotte's the queen. She's going to be inserted back into the. Or she's still in the match, even though Becky's beaten her a billion times since SummerSlam. Hey, Charlotte. Woo. Now it's more like boo hoo woo. Because Becky is the goat right now of the women's division. But. Those are basically my fast lane predictions and a couple of stories beforehand. Um, I I hope you liked this shorter edition of the podcast. And if you did, if you could please rate and review it on iTunes, that'd be really appreciated. And if you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram at William Kliske and follow the show at CSTC Pod on both Instagram and Twitter as well. And make sure you check out the Game Changer Sports Network at GameChangerSportsNetwork.com for all your pro wrestling news, sports news that you can come up with. But it's a really great site, and I really hope you do check it out. But just remember, the card is always subject to change.